you for taking time to listen to this sermon podcast from First United Methodist Church and of our campus in Lexington, Kentucky. It is our prayer that as you listen today, you will be encouraged, challenged, and equipped to be all God has for you. We invite you to join us for worship on Sunday mornings at either 8.30 or 11 o'clock a.m., at our Todd's Road campus near the Hamburg area of Lexington. Well, for those of you that I have not had the privilege to meet yet, my name's Todd, and uh, I'm, uh, I'm filling in for Chad today, and I'm grateful to be asked. And uh, I had told Bill Mattingly that I was prepared to sing this morning, but after Rachel and, and the quartet, I really feel what I prepared, Grandma got ran over, would just not be appropriate. And so I'm going to do that at a later time. I'll let you know, and I'll perform that way. But uh, it was absolutely wonderful, absolutely wonderful. So uh, we do want to send out our prayers to to Chad and his father, Lenny, and just know that you are uh, being held and supported in every way. And uh, I'm grateful for you. Um, It is a rare congregation that says, you go do what you need to do, even in the midst of this time. And the support that I know that Chad and Felsha feel, it is enormously important, and I think it says so much about you too. And so on behalf, on their behalf, let me thank you. Let me thank you for that. It's it's such a gift. I uh, was a little overwhelmed in the email this week about my introduction that was a lot there. He did leave out one important title, and that was Pope. But, but, but I think that one's already taken. So yeah, so I'll just uh, leave, leave all of that. Oh, it is good to be with you this morning, and it's great for us to be in this place at this time for Sunday in Advent. And I don't know about you, but I love interruptions. Anyone else? I love interruptions. It's the best thing to be focused on something and then your phone rings. And, and I always look to see where the phone call is coming from. Anybody else or do you just answer it? Yeah, we, it's like, and, and it'll say, Cynthiana. I'm like, oh, I, I probably know someone in Cynthiana. It's a beautiful place, Harrison County. Or, or it'll say Danville. I'm like, I love that center college. They recruited my daughter, Melissa. And, 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 and or it may say, you know, Versailles or something like that. I'm like, as a pastor, I feel I need to pick up the phone. And so I do. And it's such a wonderful thing to hear on the other end. Mr. Nelson, your fiat, last chance for you to get that extended warranty. <laughs> and I'm like, I haven't owned the fiat in about 10 years. It was brown like my hair used to be. And... It has such fond memories. Or text. Anybody else get text interruptions? I love those. Bank of America is holding a million dollars for me, even as we speak. Even as we speak. All I have to do is give them my Social Security and my birth date and my wife's middle name, and we're good. And so I sent that on, and I'm waiting. I don't have a Bank of America account. I don't know if that could be an issue, but I, that, what a great interruption that would be. And if I got it, let me tell you, I would still be pastor around here for maybe a week. And then, and then, you know, you know, let's see what happens after that. So my favorite interruptions are, we have this uh, thing at, um, for the staff, it's called Slack. Anybody else use Slack at work? We're all slackers at work, aren't we, Jeremiah? Yes. 
And uh, I love to get some of the staff turn off their notifications. I, I didn't think Jeremiah did, but some of the staff do, and so you have to sort of catch them in particular times, or you can push through and say, I want you to get this information regardless if it's off or on. And, and I love to get slacks from staff and just let me know what's going on and how I can help, and it's just, it's just this wonderful feeling that comes over me. The prophets, you knew I was going someplace. It just took me a long time to get there, four minutes and 28 seconds. That would not be good for me every week. Um, I could tell y'all, too, how long it takes. Um, the prophets were the great interrupters. They were the great interrupters. Zephaniah, which was read a little bit earlier, or Isaiah, which we tend to read through the season of Advent, or, or Obadiah, or Malachi, and I'm going to stop there because I sort of run out of steam in terms of the prophets. But they had basically two themes of interruptions. They had one theme to afflict the comfortable. And y'all are like, why'd you come to this side of the room to say that? <laughs> afflict the comfortable. People would just be going along in their lives and, and he would interrupt them and say things like, the day of the Lord is near, get right. And they did. Sometimes. There's another message, a great interruption. And this would be to comfort the afflicted. Those who were struggling in life and the prophets would come along to interrupt the dark hole that they would find themselves in and say, hey, there's hope. God's still with us. Now, you'll be very excited to hear today that today is a comfort the afflicted sort of sermon. Amen? Yes. She's like, Shoo, that's good. Zephaniah writes these words that we heard a few minutes ago to a people that were in a great darkness. He writes to the people in Judah, which would have been around Jerusalem. The northern kingdom is long gone by now, and it's just simply the southern kingdom, which would have been Judah and Benjamin and a small gathering of folks around Jerusalem. Zephaniah writes, it said that uh, Josiah was the king at the time, and that gives us a tip. Josiah was one of the great reformer kings. And I don't know about you, but... I don't think we need a reformer unless things have gone way bad. And things had gone way bad. The leadership of the day had brought in all sorts of other gods and had set them on high places and had forced the people to worship. And the people were doing that. They were walking away from Yahweh, the great God that had delivered them from Egypt and had set them on their course the people were oppressed on all sides, and, and they were wondering, could they hold out, and how long would it be until their fate would be the same as the fate of their brothers and sisters in the north, that they would be overwhelmed and overcome, and the darkness was great. And into this darkness, at a time of their great need, Zephaniah has a word of the Lord for them. There are all moments in time that we all need a word from the Lord and his word is this, sing, O daughter Zion. Shout, O Israel. Rejoice, exult. Those had to be really difficult words to hear because they're in this dark hole. And he's saying, sing, shout, rejoice, exult. 
have a party. Well, wait a second. Zephaniah, don't you know the difficulties we're in? Don't you know the experiences we're having? And yet the word of the Lord came through Zephaniah. Sing, shout, rejoice, and exult. Every once in a while, we all need people in our lives to interrupt us. And there's certain people in our lives just help us to see things differently. I pray that you have someone in your life that helps you see things differently, that taps you on the shoulder at times. I, I happen to live with someone who helps me to see things differently. <laughs> and, and she knows what I need even before I realize that I'm looking for it. Even this week, I was, uh, got up early and I'm, I'm doing my quiet times. You expect your pastors to say that, but it's actually true in my up and doing my quiet times and I was in and out of the the bedroom a couple of times and the third time I came in a voice from the bed said your glasses are on the vanity in the spare bedroom I had not said anything as like I'm looking for my glasses it is pitch dark in the house but I was looking for my glasses and I had nowhere, I did not know where I put them. And Susan's like, your glasses, and she said it very gracefully, your glasses are in the vanity in the spare bedroom. I'm like, thank you. And I went and got my glasses. But sometimes we need people to help us that, that know what we're looking for and, and to help get us out of our rut and to speak into our dark places. Sometimes they tell us things that we need to hear that we don't even know that we need to hear, but we do. I know your heart breaks for the scenes of disaster in Western Kentucky. I know many of you have deep ties to Western Kentucky. We have some folks in our downtown campus that were married in Mayfield, the church gone. Lots of folks who, uh, families, were maybe a mile away from just utter destruction. And those stories we all probably could tell. And, and I was just thinking this week, of all the weeks, those folks need a word from the Lord. They need an interruption to be reminding that, hey, God's not forgotten. I wonder if the word of the Lord for those who have found themselves in a disastrous spot would be Jeremiah 29. Remember what God said to the people through Jeremiah? I know the plans I have for you, and they're not for destruction. They are for your welfare. And there'll come a day when you seek me, you're going to find me. I'm going to restore all that you've lost. I'm going to bring you back from the far places. I'm going to set you firm. It's the word of the Lord. For I believe a people who desperately need it. But there are other words of the Lord that we need in these days. Amen. This season, we're told to be happy joyful, and yet let's face it, there are many of us, even in this room, who are suffering through losses and grief in this first season, 
that they are experiencing, that the loved one is not with them, is beyond difficult. I want you to hear a word from the Lord this morning, if I might be so bold. Rejoice. For just like Zephaniah said, the Lord is in your midst. The promise of the Lord given through his Son, our Savior, is that when there is loss and grief, I will bring comfort. He reminded the people all throughout the Old Testament, I'm never going to leave you. I'll never forsake you. Every dark day ends in the morning. Hear the word of the Lord. Maybe you are just slap dab weary. You're just worn out. One more thing on top of one more thing. That's you this morning. Hear the word of the Lord. Rejoice, sing, exult. Jesus said, Come to me, all who are weary and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, is what Jesus said, and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. The word of the Lord for the people of God. Perhaps this morning you are worried about a loved one who seems to have given up on faith, who just walked away. You just pray that one day they might come back and reconnect. But when will that day be? How will that look? That is you this morning. Hear a word from the Lord. Sing, shout, rejoice, and exult. For God reminds us that he wants no one to be away from him. He reminds us in Romans 2.4 that it is his kindness that leads to repentance. That kindness can be translated as patience too. I love that. It is God's patience that leads to a turning around and a reassembling of our faith. If you need a word this morning, it be God is patient, God is kind, and God's not about to give up. So may you do the same. Maybe we're worried about the state of the church. With good reason. We've just come out of, well... I keep saying we're coming out of a pandemic. I don't think we're coming out of anything, quite frankly. What will the church look like on the other side? What will the Methodist church look like on the other side? And if that's you this morning, hear a word from the Lord. Sing, shout, rejoice, exult. For the psalmist tells us that the builders will always outdo the destroyers. Jesus reminds us, I will build my church upon this rock and the gates of hell will not overcome it. Jesus' church is not going anywhere for he is not going anywhere. There are moments in time we need to be interrupted, amen. 
Amen. We just need our perspective just wrestled around. And isn't it amazing that it always God's word is ready to do that for us if we will simply look up? I think the Apostle Paul knew this when he wrote the book of Philippians to this group of people that, that needed some reminding, some encouraging. And in Philippians 4, verse 4, he begins this passage that is written all over my house. May it be yours as well. He says, rejoice in the Lord. For me to write that again is no problem. Rejoice. He says, let your gentleness be apparent to everyone. You don't need to push anymore. You, you, don't, you don't need to strive anymore. You have someone on your side, he'll do that. Let your gentleness be apparent to everyone. He says, the Lord is near. That's why you can be anxious for nothing. Hear that word this morning. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything... Let your requests be made known to God with thanksgiving and your supplications. And hear the promise, the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. A word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.